0: the Land Masala podcast. Desi is a word used to describe the peoples and cultures of the Indian subcontinent, especially in the diaspora. It derives from a Sanskrit word meaning land or country. Masala is a name used for a mixture of various kinds of ground spices that add flavor to Indian cuisine. It can also be used to describe other types of mixings, such as culture or cuisines. Desi Land Masala is focused on the diverse peoples and cultures experienced in North America by those who are blessed with Desi friends, coworkers, and neighbors. This is episode 19, State Masala, Kerala, and I'm your host, Andy Pierce. India has 28 states. States are normally defined by the main language spoken, but within each state, there is a masala of cultures, festivals, foods, communities religious practices, and other languages. With this episode, Lam Masala continues a virtual audio tour of the states most likely to be represented by Desis in North America. I will describe each of the states in a way that will help us to understand and know the Desis we encounter. I entered into a conversation with an Indian mom who had two teenage children at a restaurant a few weeks ago. I could tell she was South Indian and thought she was from Hyderabad, So I asked her if she spoke Telugu. Remember, language is a main identifier. It's a strong part of a Desi's identity. She said, no, I speak Malayalam. I said, oh, you are a Malayali. That means she is from the Kerala state. She could be called a Keralite, but more commonly those from Kerala are called Malayalis. It's a great example of the language identity. Many nurses came to the U.S. from Kerala beginning in 1965, when the U.S. immigration system was overhauled. So I asked her if she was a nurse, and she said yes. Also, Kerala has the highest percentage of Christians of any large Indian state, other than several of the smaller northeastern states. I asked her her name, and she said it was Blessy, B-L-E-S-S-Y. So I knew she was a Christian. We talked about the long history of Christianity in Kerala, which I'll get to later. Kerala is a state on the Malabar coast of India. It was formed on November 1st, 1956 by combining several Malayalam-speaking regions. uh, Some that you may have heard of. One is called Cochin, uh, mentioned Malabar. Another one is Travancore. At 15,000 square miles, which is almost 39,000 square kilometers, Kerala is the 21st largest Indian state by area. So it's bordered by Karnataka to the north, where we were in the last episode, and the northeast. It's bordered by Tamil Nadu in the east and the south, where we will continue our tour with the next episode. And of course, to the west is the ocean. It has 35.5 million inhabitants currently. So it's the 13th largest Indian state by population. The capital, which is hard to pronounce, is Tiruvananthapuram, It's a new name, just like we've seen with other major Indian cities. The older name is Trivandrum, which is T-R-I-V-A-N-D-R-U-M. And the population is just under 1 million. The region has been very prominent as a spice exporter uh, for thousands of years. In the 15th century, the spice trade attracted Portuguese traders to the region. And at the time of... Indian independence in 1947, uh, there were two major princely states in Kerala, uh, Travancore and Cochin. And so the Malabar region uh, was actually, which is to the north part of Kerala, have been a part of the Madras Madras, um, province of British India, which later became part of Madras, which is uh, now Tamil Nadu Uh, Kerala has the lowest population growth rate of any state of India, about 3.4%. Also a very high human development index, uh, it has the highest literacy rate of any Indian state, 96.2%. The highest life expectancy, more than 77 years. And also the highest gender ratio, 1,084 women per 1,000 men in Kerala, which is very different from the rest of India. The economy of Kerala, is the eighth largest in india with uh more than 110 billion dollars in uh in gdp and uh, also has wide widespread emigration i mentioned nurses coming to us and canada and also uh, many more actually emigrated to the uh the gulf states uh, especially during the gulf boom of the 70s and, and uh, early 80s uh to serve as nurses and other types of help. Uh, And so the economy actually depends quite a bit as well as remittances from the large Malayali uh, expat community. In fact, the nurse that I met uh, that I described meeting at a restaurant, uh, she and her two kids had just moved to Southern California from Oman uh, in the Middle East where she she had uh, worked with her husband for 20 years. And her husband actually stayed in Oman for his business, but she came to the U.S. with her two teenage kids. Uh, the production of pepper and natural rubber uh, is a significant part of the economy. Also in the agricultural sector, you'll find coconut, tea, coffee, cashews, and of course, spices. It has a long coastland, about 370 miles, 595 kilometers. And so the fishery industry is also a significant part of the economy of Kerala, also a lot of tourist destinations. Uh, And so uh, the uh, proximity to the ocean um, allowed for lots of trade uh, throughout thousands of years. Middle Eastern traders uh, dominated uh, about uh, 800 years ago until Vasco de Gama arrived in 1498 and then the Portuguese began to dominate the trade, especially the spice trade. Uh, and then the Dutch would, who were very active in the spice trade that the, uh, Dutch East India company in what is now Indonesia, uh, arrived in 1604, uh, the first Dutch fleet and began uh, to establish a presence focusing on this, on the spice trade and the Dutch East India company was set up. In fact, the Dutch, uh, ousted the Portuguese and then finally the British came along the Malabar coast uh, can be traced back to 1615 and ultimately forts were set up and the British and the British East India Company eventually to dom- began to dominate uh, the French also had an impact uh, in that part of India and f- finally the British uh, became the most powerful uh, by the uh, end of the 18th century. In fact, the whole of what is now Kerala uh, fell under control of the British. Uh, so in, with Indian independence uh, in 1947, uh, there was no Kerala yet. Uh, and so the uh, areas which are now called Cochin and which were then called Cochin and Travancore uh, were part of the district of Madras. Uh, and uh, ultimately, Oh, in 1956, there was uh, the creation of the Kerala state uniting the regions that were speaking Malaya- Malayalam as the first language. Uh, Kerala is very much characterized by rainforests and uh, humidity, and uh, so the state has quite a bit of tea and coffee produced in the more hilly regions and along the coast. The fishing industry is very much uh, significant. Um, The uh, city of Kochi is the financial and commercial industrial hub of Kerala, uh, so it's not the capital. And uh, also, the service sector has a big role in the economy. The hospitality industry, tourism, is very much uh, very significant as well. Uh, and as I mentioned, the economy also depends on uh, immigrants working in other countries, such as in the Middle East, as well as in North America. Uh, coconuts are a major part of the uh, regional cash crop. Uh, also, as I mentioned, the spices, black pepper is very important, and Kerala leads the, the nation of India production of black, uh, black uh, pepper. Used to produce a lot more rice, but then rice is now produced in other parts of India as well. Uh, So uh, the economy is varied. Uh, As I mentioned, uh, the fishing industry is very much a uh, leading part of the economy. And in terms of the metro area, uh, major cities, I mentioned uh, uh, Thirvananthaputram, the capital. and then uh, there's another city called uh, Kozhikode uh, which has over 600,000 population i mentioned Kochi also just over 600,000 population and Kollam which would be the fourth city about close to 400,000 population in terms of religion in Kerala uh, Kerala is very diverse in terms of religion uh, it's believed by Christians that the one of Jesus' twelve uh, disciples, Thomas, sometimes known as Doubting Thomas, uh, arrived in Kerala in fifty-two, the year fifty-two, and established a church. So there's a significant population still of Saint Thomas Christians in, in several different uh, groups. Uh, sometimes it's called Mar Thoma, M A R T H O M A Syrian Church, and so that's an ancient. Uh, history uh, that, is, that is significant for uh, Christians. Uh, Hinduism, however, is the most widely professed uh, religion or faith. And so uh, currently, according to the most recent census, uh, 54.7% of Kerala's residents are Hindus. 26.6% are Muslims. So that's a significant population uh, of Muslims. 18.4% are Christians, which is a very high percent uh, for India. And then there are, uh, those are the three main groups. Uh, there are uh, Jews as well in Kerala. And so, as I said, so this is the largest population of Christians, numerically, of any state in India. So the education, uh, there, there are several leading universities, especially the Indian Institute of Management at Kozakode. Uh, there's also, as you might imagine, a, a Malayalam uh, language cinema, and so that, that those are very, uh, very popular among Malayalis. And then, of course, we need to talk about the food. So, in terms of the the cuisine of Kerala, uh, there is a wide variety of both veg, vegetarian and non-veg dishes. A lot of fish is used, so fish curry is very popular in uh, Kerala. Uh, the spices are a big part of the flavor, Uh, but just like other South Indian states, um, much of the uh, cuisine depends on rice. So rice is, uh, virtually every meal then breakfast, the rice would be in the form of ili or dosa, which we see also in other South Indian uh, states. Uh, Also, uh, the the chutneys are unique, a lot of coconut chutney, which is very popular, Uh, and then there's a, uh, a dessert, which is often known as kheer, K-H-E-E-R, in other parts of India. In Kerala, in the Malayalam language, it's called payasam, P-A-Y-A-S-A-M, sometimes with uh, vermicelli as well, but that's a very popular dish as well. Uh, there's other dishes that are called uh, uh, rasam and uttapam that are rice-based. Uh, Idli dosas is often eaten with coconut chutney, as well as with sambar, which is a watery, uh, spicy, uh, soup uh, made with with uh, with lentils or dal. Uh, chicken curry is also popular. Uh, we we also see biryani, and Kerala is more popular in Andhra Pradesh, but we also see uh, biryani in uh, Kerala. And so, as I mentioned, it's a lot of rice base. Uh, sometimes when you order uh, food in a meal in Kerala, the the meal is served traditionally on a, uh, a banana leaf, so that's very common. And then I mentioned uh, tourism. So many of the Desis I know from other parts of India have have traveled to Kerala uh, for vacation. It's a very popular tourist destination. Uh, it's known by National Geographic as one of the ten paradises of the world. Many popular destinations, and so it is a very popular. Uh, vacation destination because of the beaches, the lakes the uh, the hills, a lot of waterfalls, uh, places for religious pilgrimage and so it's a very popular uh, tourist destination now especially with the uh, improvement of of uh, domestic uh, travel through using low-cost lower fare airlines and so that's a very popular place with increasing uh, before the pandemic, especially uh, inflow of tourists. So uh, when you meet a, uh, a Malayali, uh, know that their identity is very, very strongly uh, based on the state of Kerala and as many, many strong points. Uh, there are, uh, I t- tend to meet more Malayali Christians in North America and very traditional uh, churches, uh, the, uh, the mom with the two teenagers that I met told me they attended Jacobite, a church here in Southern California, uh, in, in Toronto, there are huge, uh, Malayali speaking churches, uh, uh, often called the Mar Tama churches, as I mentioned. And so that is the state of Kerala. The next episode we'll head East from Kerala and visit the state at the very Southern, Tip of India, Tamil Nadu, which uh, we would call Tamilians. So the language is Tamil, very closely related to the Malayalam language. Uh, It's another one of the Dravidian, South Indian uh, language family members. So I'd like to thank my producer, Wendy. Thank you for listening. You may follow Desi Masala on anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. So till next time. Goodbye.